The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'm just going to finish with this little story that I recently heard from Rabbi Lau. Harav Agarner Bisrael Meir Laushli to the former chief rabbi of Israel shared a story, you know, a few years ago with Corona, the concept of Zoom. Whoever bought stocks in Zoom before Corona was smart. Before Corona, not many people. So you got to hear a lot of people that usually don't hear because Zoom became a new phenomenon and we said, Gam Zoom Latoiva. So usually a bar mitzvah class in Israel, foreign Israel wouldn't have the opportunity of Rabbi Lau addressing them. But once Corona happened, everybody was stuck in the house. Zoom, you had everybody addressing everybody. So in the middle of Corona, he addressed a class, a bar mitzvah class in Israel. And he shared a story. Rabbi Lau was a, is a survivor. His father was murdered in Treblinka. His mother was murdered. His siblings were murdered. He and a brother survived. His brother smuggled him into Buchenwald in a sack. And he came out of the sack and he survived. He was the youngest or one of the youngest children survivors of the death camps. And uh, he came to Israel. He had nobody. He had an uncle in Kiryas Mochkin, an uncle, so his uncle raised him. But of course he was an orphan, his father was gone, his mother was gone. He had an older brother, Naftali. He later became council general of Israel in New York, Naftali Lavi, Naftali Lau. And he survived as well, he passed away a few years ago. He saved his younger brother. So Rabbi Lau said, it came to his bar mitzvah, I think he said his bar mitzvah was, portion was shlach. Summertime, the end of after Shavu was shlach, the beginning of the summer. And of course a good bar mitzvah boy, he prepared his parsha. And Rabbi Lau has a, a presence. Even when he was 13, he had a presence. So he prepared the Parsha. And because he was an orphan, everybody felt obligated to come for Shabbos to the Bar Mitzvah. Any friend, any foreign relative, anybody who knew anybody, you know, certain Bar Mitzvahs you're not going to miss. There's no father, there's no mother. The whole family was destroyed like so many survivors. So the shul was packed. The shul was packed that Shabbos morning for the Bar Mitzvah celebration of Yisrael Meir Lau, who they called uh, uh, Lulik, Lulik, Lulik. There was Lulik and Tulik. So he was Lulik. And uh, after the Chazar Sashatz, he goes up to the Bima. They bring out the safe attorney, he goes up, you know, this little cute Bar Mitzvah kid, the first time with your talis and his hat or whatever he wore. Then the shul was packed, it was never packed. And he's going up. In the shul, he said, there was a man named Moshe. Moshe was an old man. Moshe was an old man, and he was the Balkairi of the shul. He read the Torah every single week. And he had not much in life, but he loved reading the Torah, and he loved the validation that he got. As Rabbi Lau says, I'm 13, I go up to the Bima, and I see Moshe coming up to read the Gabbai goes over to Moshe. Says, Moshe, lo b'shabat zeh yesh b'mitzvah b'chor. There's a b'chor b'mitzvah. Moshe says, you didn't tell this to me. A whole week I prepared the parsha. You didn't tell me. The Gabbai forgot to tell him in the beginning of the week that this week is a b'mitzvah boy. He said, a whole week I prepared the parsha. The Gabbai says, okay, but he's a b'mitzvah boy. Get off the bimah. He says, Moshe says, I never have such a crowd like this. Finally, I have a crowd like this. You're going to take away the Pasha for me. The guy wants to punch him in the nose. 
The Bible says the crowd is not here for you, Moshe. They're here for him. He's an orphan. He's a Holocaust survivor. He has no parents. This is his week. Rabbi Lau says, I'm watching this. I'm 13 years old. And the man is, 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 is virtually sobbing. And he's like, I do this for years. Nobody pays me. I do it voluntarily. Finally, I have one week with so much honor and respect. And you're going to steal it from me. A whole week I prepared the parasha. This is unjust. It's not fair. The Gabi was about to lift him up and throw him out of the shul. He couldn't believe that this is the conflict he's going to create with this Yosem. Yisrael may allow him. Rabbi Lau tells the boys. He said, but I saw the pain on this man's eyes. I went over and I said, you know, I'm not sure I know the Parsha so well. It would be an honor if you read the Parsha. I'll get an Aliyah. I'll get an Aliyah. You read the Parsha. I told the Gabbai, I'm fine, this is for me. I want him to read the Parsha. And I looked at Moshe and the Gabbai, I said, you know, I'll probably get some other opportunities to speak in public. <laughs> Moshe said, a lottery, $370 million wouldn't give Tchiyas Amesim what he had. He went up, he had the whole shul as he read his Parsha. Rabbi Lau turned to the Mitzvah boys, he said, I want to tell you, when you become a mitzvah, you become obligated in mitzvahs. And the question is, what's the first mitzvah you do? He says, this was the first mitzvah I did as a mitzvah. This was the first mitzvah. I gave up my spot. And he says, and you know, I had a few opportunities to speak in public as well. He said, because from creating unity, you don't lose. That was a moment of glory. I would speak before the whole shul. And he says, today I have the privilege to speak to every community, and to have spoken to every community in the world. This was his lesson to this Bar Mitzvah class. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org